guys, it's Shelby Kushma, and this is the Oracleite Podcast, High Frequency Transmissions on the Deeper Meaning of Life. In this podcast, I talk about consciousness, spirituality, relationships, love, astrology, space weather, and more. My intent is that each and every soul listening remembers the divine perfection that they are. Let's let the transmissions begin. guys here we are we are um we are on the 10th of may and um we're here and it is uh it's been quite the couple of months um i think i skipped i did not do a um i did not do a podcast in april and i apologize but we're back and there's a couple things that i want to talk about First off, let's just take a couple of deep breaths wherever you're at, wherever you're listening from all over the world. I began these podcasts um, to remedy a really hard time that I was going through uh, about a year ago. Um, And this was sort of the birth of, okay, I need to channel um, some of this energy that I'm feeling into something creative. And this is when this podcast was born. And I was living on the island of Kauai, and it was a, a beautiful time, but also a very hard time. A lot of soul lessons there. Kauai, Kauai carries me in a very beautiful container and teaches me some of my uh, hardest soul lessons. So anyways, let's talk about the astrology this week. Um, we have a couple of interesting aspects coming up. The sun is still in Taurus. We still have that earthly, earthly energy of the Taurus sun, which is really cool. We just had, we're just getting through the energies of the Scorpio moon, which I don't know about you guys, but it was a really intense, uh, Scorpio moon. So intense that I didn't even want to go outside. The energy felt very volatile out there and then yesterday was a a real release purging of some lower energies some sadness some anger and frustration that carried all the way over in today and today i am exhausted and i wanted to kind of talk about what that sort of is on a cellular level for us so when we have these uh, activations and these activations can come in from all types of things, the full moon, um, we have these plasma light waves coming in and it just shines a spotlight. Sort of think of it as like an intense cleanse. Um, Shines like this frequency and the spotlight on the cells in the body. And just so you know, your cells carry memory. We all know that now, science is proving that now that our cells carry memory, not only from this lifetime, but from other lifetimes. Um, and if you don't believe that, if you don't believe in other lifetimes, uh, have a session with me. <laughs> um, so what that does is it starts to purge all of the cellular memory that is not serving the organism as a whole. And that can feel like, uh, it can feel like sickness. It can feel like a flu. It can feel like really tired. You can feel really depressed. You can feel really anxious. 
And then once you get through that, um, you know, the body detoxes, the cells detox that stuff, you transmute it, it's cleared, then you're, you get another upgrade and you feel good for a little while. And this can be happening um, in cycles that are very close together right now. So if you're having a hard time, you know, our whole planet is going through this and you're going through this, um, that's sort of what's going on in the cellular level. But we have some, some interesting planet configurations. So this week, um, the Mer Mercury is in Taurus uh, until tomorrow, actually, and then Mercury goes into Gemini. When Mercury's in Taurus, our thinking is very down to earth, solid and grounded. Um, common sense reigns over you know, fanciful thinking or imaginary thinking. We communicate more deliberately. And um, that is now over. <laughs> We're moving into Gemini tomorrow until the 28th. So when Mercury's in Gemini, we're, um, you know, we're especially curious and we're sociable, which is going to be a great energy to, to feel. Mercury feels right at home in Gemini. And um, that's because one of the, it's, its ruling sign is Gemini. Um, and when we tend to uh, sort of, t we, we tend to take more pleasure in gaining um, superficial knowledge on many subjects rather than just digging and digging our heels into one topic. So this can lead to a lot of, you know, different friends, circles, social interactions, um, intellectual conversations. Uh, you know, we're attracted to wordplay, puns, negotiations, and we're also easily distracted. So, you know, Gemini is kind of all over the place, um, but it's going to be a, a lightening up of the energy. Venus goes into Gemini. Um, well, Venus is in Gemini and then Venus goes retrograde. But Venus in Gemini is sort of like variety is the spice of life. And Venus rules are, you know, romance and um, beauty and pleasure. So uh, attractions now be begin sort of with words. And t we tend to bond more readily on a mental level with Venus in Gemini. Um, the shadow side there, again, is like distractedness, maybe flakiness, things like that. Uh, let's see. Mars is in Pisces, uh, starting on the 13th. And we'll tend to feel a little less motivated to go after our goals and more motivated to pursue spiritual and emotional drives. Um, we, we dislike confrontation during this time. Our output is rather... Um, is variable, I guess, rather than straightforward, and our energy is, is uh, up and down. We may put others' needs ahead of our own, and, um, you know, and we're more ide idealistic side comes forward, which, you know, can be a good thing. So we have uh, Venus also going um, retrograde, and she hits her full retrograde uh, on the 12th. And, you know, that's not, um, that's not a real, that's not a bad thing, Venus in retrograde, but it's also, you know, you could have a lot of things coming back around, old relationships, old patterns coming back around for you to not, you know, not necessarily like, oh, I have to say no to that, but just where you've grown, um, some things could be very obvious, like something comes back around and it's very obvious that it's a no and then you know some things come back around and it's like huh I'm in a different place and this person is in a different place or this situation has changed and 
you know, maybe this feels right for me to entertain this. So it's not necessarily that when Venus goes retrograde, it's like, oh my God, everything falls apart romantically. It's just, um, you're just going to want to be more discerning. Um, you know, Venus is going to be also in the sign of Gemini, so it's not helpful for our decision-making process. But, um, you know, on, on the positive side, it can be very um, exciting. It can be very, um, you could have a lot of variety. Um, the planet as planet rules, Venus rules love and values. And Venus retrograde periods are times when we reassess what and who we value. So this is perfect timing that we've all been through, you know, this time period where we've had some real time to reflect on this stuff. So <clears throat> coming back around things and asking, wow, do I value this anymore? Um, opportune time for, <laughs> um, inopportune time, should I say, for, you know, starting new relationships, getting married is what they say, but I don't believe that. I believe that, you know, whatever, whatever the, the, the soul's journey is in, in your relationship house will be what, what rules rather than these planets. Uh, major financial undertakings are not advised during this period because it also rules, you know, finances and stuff like that. But, you know, Venus always rules beauty and aesthetics. Um, so, you know, we have a beautification process going, beautification of the planet. You might want to start to do new things with your hair and your wardrobe. Um, you know, don't make it too permanent decisions right now until Venus comes out of retrograde because... She's going to come out, I think, um, she's here for a while, July 29th. So don't make any, don't get any tattoos until July 29th. Um, you know, we may be in touch with our deeper, less obvious and less superficial needs and wants. Whereas before, maybe it was all about the ego. And um, this makes it a good time for reevaluating your relationship needs and major love decisions. Um, Affection is difficult to express um, in when Venus is in retrograde in like a natural or spontaneous manner. We might find others are lacking in sincerity or genuineness in their expressions. Um, so just be patient uh, during this time with others who are not as, you know, evolved in that relationship house. They might, you know, have a really hard time expressing themselves through this. Um, Venus rules values, and when it's in retrograde, it's um, hard to be in touch with it, what it is that we do want. So it's okay to stay in question here. You know, we don't have to come to any conclusions. A change of heart is, you know, very possible here. So stay in question. I always like to say, you know, when you come into a conclusion about something, you know, it's like, okay, well, it's this way. Then you close the door for all of the possibilities to come forward. So, um... Let me see if there's anything else I want to say about that. Um, last time Venus was in retrograde and the sign of Gemini was in 2012. So kind of maybe look what was going on in 2012 for you. Could have some things come back around. 
Uh, but that's the big that's the big one for astrology right now is the Venus retrograde, which goes tomorrow. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about, you know, of course, I wanted to address our current state of events, our world pandemic, where we're at. You know, we're in a really crucial time right now. This is going to be really telling, you know, the this whole month will be very telling and you know what I get from my guides and you know I've spent a lot of time getting downloads and channeling and listening to what my guides and what spirit and infinite intelligence has to say about this whole thing and it is there is no one big answer you know for all if you're searching for a one answer or for like the one big truth to come out, it's not going to happen right now. Um, what I have been told by spirit is that this is very personal for each and every one of us on our soul journey. What you're personally going through, what you're personally learning, where you're personally evolving, what's true for you versus what's true for someone else. And it's a very tricky subject because what's true for you might not be true for someone else but how do we create the unification instead of the divide because that's what i see happening now bigger than the virus pandemic is this great you know bifurcation this dividing of are you a mask wearer are you a not ma are you a non-mask wearer are you a conspiracy theorist or are you you know are you reality are you you know it's like we're you know, even in the spiritual community, it's like I'm noticing the divide. And that's just not, that's not the point of all this. So I have a, a couple of remedies that were channeled to me. And it's really getting out of our thoughts and coming into the heart center, which sounds ridiculously simplistic. But there are unseen forces, you know, I work in the, I always work in the light, but that doesn't mean that I'm afraid to go into the dark and I see the dark and there are unseen forces out there. There are negative agendas out there where we are working with frequency. They are working with frequency. So your thoughts can be hijacked if you are not claiming your sovereignty on a daily basis you are listening and tuning into and tapping into fear programming if you're being unconscious can totally pull you out of the heart and into the separation of the mind so my remedy for that is number one um, everything is just an interesting point of view if you went for three days and just took that one tool everything is just an interesting point of view you would not believe how much you would get into your own heart center, right? So really, everything is just an interesting point of view, okay? The next one is to make sure that you are returning other people's thoughts, feelings, and emotions to sender with full consciousness attached. And I teach that to all of my clients. If you don't know what that is, please look it up. It's accessconsciousness.com, and it is called... Uh, who does this belong to? 
So we pick up on 70% of our collective thoughts, feelings, and emotions. So sometimes you could be thinking a thought and feeling a feeling and it not even be yours. Pretty freaky, huh? So being conscious of it, number one, and then returning it to center with full consciousness attached. And then number three is on a daily basis, claiming your sovereignty. And I know that sounds silly to some of you because you think, oh my gosh, I'm free. I live in the United States of America. I'm free. I'm not talking about like what we see, you know, I'm able to freely go get in my car and go to the store if I want. I'm talking about the unseen energies that are getting in through our weakened energy fields, even sometimes while you're sleeping and implanting fear-based thoughts in your mind. Okay. I'm not worried about the virus. I'm more concerned about these fear-based mind control programs getting into my brain waves, okay? So how we remedy that is on a daily basis. I make a statement, you can use whatever words you want, but I say I am sovereign, I am free. I am one with my original source energy. You can say your name, you can say unconditional love, but you say I'm sovereign, I'm free, I'm one with whatever you want to say. Um, you know, I would imprint that on your energy field, on your auric field, morning, noon, and night right now. See how you feel. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was, you know, the, 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 great, the great reveal is happening. Like, thing we're having a revolution, but things are being revealed to us. And as our, you know, 3D matrix starts to dissolve, as all of these structures start to kind of dissolve and shift and change, and we're start, we start to see the truth in everything, it can really make us feel unsteady and like nothing to hold on to. When your reality starts to crumble, what do you have to hold on to? And I would highly recommend getting really um, familiar with, with meditation, with your own heart, with your soul, with your spirit guides. Um, you know, it's sometimes a, it's, a, it's hard for people to be alone. Well, I would recommend using it as a practice um, to get really comfortable with yourself because as this starts to unfold and all of the external things that we have known could be taken away from us, it's gonna be you know, that real solid foundation, physically, mentally, and emotionally, um, getting right with yourself. And if you have a hard time doing that, I would recommend booking a session with me or an energy healer that you know, not somebody that is not a trained energy healer. Okay, you need somebody that's trained to do this stuff. If you do not like being by yourself or you do not like the voices in your head, then you need to reach out and get some support now. Okay. Um, let's take a couple deep breaths and just ground into the earth. <clears throat> that's the other thing that's sort of positive is like our earth is just, she's breathing and she's just feeling so, her lungs are clearing and... It feels good to be outside, better than it's ever felt before. So just allow yourself to drop that, that energy, that gratefulness, that gratitude down into wherever you're at on the planet. Because wherever you're at on the planet is exactly where you're supposed to be. You're doing grid work there. 
which means your energetic signature is helping and healing the energetic grid of where you are on the planet, whether you're in Florida or Switzerland or Colorado or New York City, wherever you're at, you're doing the work where you're supposed to be. And that could shift and change for you in the next couple of months if you feel a move coming up for you. Okay, <clears throat> so we have the mind getting yourself sovereign and free. The body. So the body is going through activations. You know, I just felt we had a huge activation over the full moon. And then you have the integration of it. So your cells have to integrate it, which could, um, you know, cause you to be really tired, need to drink a lot of water. And then you have the assimilation. So activation, integration, and assimilation. And everybody is always in, in some part of this cycle. It's basically like, you know, re repeating, re <laughs> you know, rinse, lather, rinse, repeat, lather, rinse, repeat. And it can also be symbolized as the death and rebirth cycle too, because, you know, we have cells dying in our body and new cells coming every day. So this is just being revealed to us in a more intense way. And every time you go through one of these cycles, you get a level up in frequency. So how do we support our bodies through this? I just did a whole um, Zoom webinar on the ascension cycle and our bodies. Please join us. Uh, it's Thursdays at 5.30, and I talk about all of that, all of that stuff. Um, one thing that you can do is make sure that you're resting when you're tired, right? Whether it's at 10 o'clock at night or at 11 o'clock in the morning, you, when your body is tired, you need to go lie down because you're getting downloads, you're getting upgrades, you're getting cellular regeneration, you're getting, um, you know, cleansing and detoxing. If you cannot sleep at night, that's okay. Just go with it. Our, our bodies are recalibrating, our circadian rhythms are recalibrating, so just go with it. And making sure that your body um, has enough fluid, liquid in itself to carry these, um, these electrical circuitry systems out throughout the body, right? So um, our nervous system is being recalibrated and our nervous system is being taxed during this time. So you want to make sure you have a lot of water and minerals in you. If you are having trouble eating, if you don't want to eat, if you feel like you're forcing yourself to eat, that is perfectly normal. The body does not want to have to digest food right now because you're going through a huge, either you're, either you're going through a huge integration or a huge assimilation. Okay, usually the activation parts you want to eat and the integration and assimilation parts you don't want to eat. So just, you know, it, no right, wrong, good or bad. If you're in one of those cycles, just listen to your body. Um, the other one is making sure that you're grounding yourself. And for those of you that are not familiar with that, grounding your energy into the earth means going outside and intentionally sitting on the ground, if you can, with your shoes off, and really just, just sticking your energy down into the earth. Okay, there's so much important biological neurological cellular stuff going on when you do that why do you think that animals lie on the earth right they they heal they receive information there is a there is a relationship between the body and the earth right especially those of you that live in places that there's not a lot of nature around make sure that you're doing grounding meditations where you're envisioning your energy going into the earth 
that can help too. And then, um, you know, our spirit, our spirit is unveiling and shedding and, you know, we're really repairing and we're calling back a lot of our lost soul parts, a lot of our lost fragmented parts of ourselves that, um, that are coming back to us now. So if you'd like to join me next week, I'm going to do a the Conscious Conversations talk on soul fragmentation and what that means. If you've ever had um, a soul integration or you've done um, sort of calling back soul fragments, the soul can fragment too when there's been trauma um, in the body. So, and all of us have had a, quite a bit of trauma, so I'll talk about that. But that's what's happening um, with our spirit as well. So we are, yeah, this is not an easy time, you guys, you know, we're all, we're, we're all going through our different processes and our different phases in this. And if we can just start our days every, every day with our hands on our heart and making a declaration that I choose to operate, I choose unconditional love, forgiveness, compassion, and kindness towards myself and others. I choose to start my day with unconditional love, compassion, kindness, and forgiveness towards myself and others. I choose to start my day with unconditional love, compassion, kindness, forgiveness towards myself and others. If you can start your day with that declaration, you will be, um, you'll get a head start with all of this stuff because this is just the beginning, you know, um, again, Trust your intuition on things, you know, on how you're going to go about things, if you're wearing a mask or not wearing a mask, but just let yourself, um, allow yourself to have your truth and also allow others to have their truth, okay? So that we don't, we're not a part of this divide. We're a part of the unification. We are gonna start to have relationships that are interdependent rather than codependent. And, you know, if somebody else is choosing to not wear a mask and you're choosing to wear a mask, that does not make them worse. That does not make you better. That is simply a choice. Okay. And, and everybody has free will and choice. That's the thing. So we're going to have to live in a world where that happens because that's what we want. So with that said, I hope that you all have a, a wonderful rest of your day. And I hope to see you guys on Conscious Conversations or on uh, Sunday morning Kundalini Yoga practice. Thank you guys and have a wonderful day. Hey guys, Shelby Krishma here, your health and wellness coach and your consciousness guide. If you liked today's podcast, please like and subscribe, share. You can also find my information on my website at shelbykrishma.com. You can check out my YouTube channel and my Instagram. 